0: Welcome back to the next episode of the Potentially Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Byron. I'm so glad you could join me today. I'm really excited about this episode. I have a special guest for this episode, and it's my husband, Jacob Byron.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: (laughs) So this is his first podcast, so forgive him if he's a little nervous. Um, So in this podcast, what we wanted to really focus on was tell you a little bit about our relationship, how we met, and how we both believe that love is not enough to make a marriage work. Now, obviously, it's the foundation of the marriage. It's super important, but it is not enough in the end. You have to have more than just love to make a marriage work. Marriage is hard. It's hard work, right?
1: Yeah, it's definitely... Not just an automatic, you flip the switch and everything's peachy for the rest of your life.
0: Right, it's kind of like you have to get up every morning and make the decision that you're going to love that person, that you're going to work really hard for both of you to be happy in the marriage and for your overall success.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, you have to remember that you're both on the same team, you're both fighting for similar goals, you want the same thing out of life. You have to think about more than just yourself. Think about that team constantly and what is going to get that team to where it needs to be.
0: Exactly. And we'll circle back to that after we kind of introduce how we met and what our own story is. So how old were we when we met? This is a point of contention actually in our marriage because... I do not remember meeting him at the same time that he met me, but we were very young. So, I thought we met in fifth grade. He believes that we met in fourth grade, right? I know we met in
1: fourth grade.
0: Oh, he knows we met in fourth grade. Okay. So, here's the deal. I moved to a new town when I was in fourth grade, and... I do not remember him being in my class at all. I remember meeting him in fifth grade. I know we had the same class. I know we became friends in fifth grade. But he he has assured me that we knew each other in fourth
1: grade. Oh, I, I know for a fact we sat next to each other <laughs> in fourth grade for pro- at least a couple months. I know we moved seats around every once in a while. But I know for at least like a couple months we sat right next to each other. And talked every once in a while.
0: <laughs> all right. So either way, we either met when we were in fourth grade or fifth grade. We'll go with fourth grade because I'm sure he's right on this one. I just don't remember it. And we became friends. We hung out in school all the time. And eventually we started hanging out outside of school as we got older as well. Had a lot of the same interests. Like we were in a band together.
1: Yeah, it was in middle school at some point seventh or eighth grade. We started hanging out outside of school more than just talking in class.
0: Yeah, and everyone in our families, I'm pretty sure, what like knew that we were going to be together. We were just, you know, it took us a minute.
1: Yeah, and there was a little bit of like the rebellion in me, at least, that my family knew that we should be together, and so I knew that I was going to fight that.
0: <laughs> there was no rebellion in me. I knew that I wanted to be with him. I was pretty upfront about it. I think I told him first that I liked him and then he rejected me. So that was fun.
1: Yeah. In eighth grade, I remember we were in class and she gave me a note and said, you have to wait until I'm not here to read this. And so me being me, I opened it right in front of her and it said something like, I kind of, sort of, maybe a little bit like you.
0: Okay. Remember, I'm in eighth grade. I'm a young girl. I'm embarrassed. This is all very um, immature stuff, I understand. But we were young.
1: Yeah. And I just remember your face as soon as I opened it. You shut down and you were so upset with me. Because he did
0: not follow the instructions. (laughs) Like, what the heck?
1: What eighth grade boy follows instructions? Let's be real.
0: (laughs) I was so angry. But... He said that we should just be friends at that point. So I was pretty upset with that. But fast forward a few years till we were in 10th grade and we were 16.
1: Yep. And I remember talking to one of Lindsay's friends. And I said, I really like Lindsay and I think that we should be together, but I feel like I can't give her the kind of relationship that she deserves because I didn't have a job at that point. I was. I just turned 16, and I was like, I can't take her on dates. I can't, like, give her a gift if I want to.
0: He was always very sweet.
1: I was broke. So (laughs) I said I wanted to wait until I could give her the type of relationship that she deserved, but her friend insisted that I just grow up and just do it now. (laughs)
0: So he did ask me out, as all high schoolers do, it has to be very serious, right? So I think we were at a... It was a basketball game. Yeah, we were at a basketball game. He decided to come up and ask me out, and I decided, because I think I'm a cruel individual sometimes, that he kind of mumbled through asking me out, and instead of you know just saying yes, because I knew what he was saying... Her response was,
1: (laughs) what? Okay. Yes. What did you say? What did
0: you say? Because he did. He mumbled it. And, you know, he had rejected me earlier, so I thought I'd mess with him at least a little bit. So I made him repeat it again. He honestly looked like he was going to throw up, but he repeated it again, said yes. And it's kind of all been history since then. Yep. We never been, stopped dating.
1: It's been almost 10 years.
0: February will be 10 years of us being together. And we're only 26. So that's quite a bit of your life. And we got engaged in 2015.
1: Yes, early in 2015.
0: Yeah, early 2015. And we got married in 2016. So yeah. we're almost to four years of marriage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Been a little bit of time. Yes. But it's been good. And there's been a lot of changes in our life over those 10 years. And when it hit 2020, I kind of like not had a freak out, but just like, oh my gosh, like we've been together for a decade, a whole decade.
1: Yep, the the whole 20-teens decade, we were, we were a thing.
0: And obviously, I'm sure if there are older people listening to this, they're kind of chuckling at us because they've been together maybe, you know, 30, 40 years or something like that. But for somebody that's only 26, if you've been together with someone for 10 years, that's a large chunk of your life. And I'm super proud of it. You know, I thought, I think we did good.
1: Yeah, I think we've done better than... Most people our age have ever done in a relationship.
0: I know I feel like we should just like pat ourselves on the back a little bit (laughs) Um, and I feel like a lot of the other podcasts i've really talked about Some stuff that i'm struggling with and in this area of my life I feel pretty confident about so it's kind of nice to talk about something that I feel That i'm doing well in life. So What we want to talk about with you guys is what we think has been some of the reasons why our dating and now our marriage has been successful and why it's worked for us. And everyone's different, but I think the values that we're going to discuss are pretty important for anybody who wants to make a marriage work. So the first one, I think that you have to go into the marriage saying that you are not going to get divorced. And that's, like, probably an obvious, but, like, you have to really believe it, right?
1: Right. So many people grow up with uh, divorced parents and that sort of thing. So you may think it's normal, and you may think that might happen when you get married. But for us going into marriage, we said to each other, no, you're stuck with me no matter what. Like, we're going to get through this. We're going to do whatever it takes to stay together and be prosperous together.
0: Yeah, and we say stuck, like, kind of seriously, kind of jokingly, but we mean it. Like, we chose each other, and whatever happens in our life, we're going to do it together, and we're not going to give ourselves the option of an out. Now, obviously, there are caveats to this. If you are in an abusive relationship or you're in a relationship where the other person is unfaithful to you or something like that obviously there are caveats to this statement but for the most part I think if you go into a marriage with the understanding that both people will not get divorced and are committed to this marriage you're going to have a higher chance of success like if you're already contemplating what's going to happen when this thing breaks down well then it is going to break down you need to go into it with some confidence and I think it helps too with like just allowing us to be more understanding of each other as we grow, because we know that the other person is going to accept that.
1: Right. We know that that was the deal going in, that we're both going to work together. So we don't have to worry about like, okay, I'm in this 100%, but are they having second thoughts? Like we, I think we, we both really understood that There is no other option. We're staying together. We're keeping this thing going for the rest of our lives.
0: And so I think that was one of the biggest values that we agreed upon. So why do you think that not getting a divorce is living up to your potential? Why do you think that it's important?
1: Well, for us, that belief kind of comes from a religious root where in our beliefs, Marriage is a sacrament, it's a vow to God that can't be broken. So we've got that in our minds, like, n- there's no option to break it. Once you make that vow, you can't unmake it.
0: Right. It wasn't just a vow to each other, which is important anyways, but it was also a vow in front of God that we were going to be there for this other person until death do us part, and it. And we really meant it. And even before marriage, like, or outside of marriage, doing what, you're, what you say you're going to do has always been something that I've highly valued. I don't want to come off as flaky. I want to come off as somebody who is reliable and who you can trust and will be there for you.
1: Right. Your word means something to you, and so you want to convey that to other people. Like, when you say something, you mean it, you're going to follow through.
0: Right, and that was really important for me when I was finding somebody that I wanted to date. Was that I needed to 100% trust that that person took their promises as seriously as I did, because there was no way that I was going to be with somebody who didn't or who was flaky. Like that just doesn't fit with my personality at all. The second value that I think you need to discuss with your significant other before you consider getting married is how you envision your future it's really important because you're going to make sacrifices along the way for the other person that just comes with the territory of marriage and having a life together it's not all about you and that's okay because self-sacrifice is something that grows you as an individual it makes you less selfish
1: right but if you've got a picture in your mind of how you want your life to be and what kind of lifestyle you want to live and what you want to do with your future. And if someone else, they're a great person, but none of their future goals and aspirations line up with what you want. If they want to be travel the world and never set down roots, but you want kind of like a simple small town feel, you want to set down your roots, kind of feel at home a majority of the time, Right, like you two aren't going to mesh together in a marriage context. You might be great in a short-term relationship. You might get along perfectly. friends. But if you don't want to live that life together, if you don't want to live the same kind of life together, it's not going to work, and you should really take that seriously.
0: Right. Like when we were discussing it between ourselves, we'd always talked about, Like, what kind of jobs do we want to have? Um, Where do we want to live? What do we see ourselves doing? Kind of mapping that out. And yes, our career goals have changed over time, but the same big picture goal really hasn't changed.
1: Right. We've always kind of wanted to see the world together. We wanted to have as much time off together to spend with each other. And we've always kind of pictured the same kind of environment we wanted to live in, kind of like a smaller town or small suburb kind of feel, a little bit more land and just kind of like a quiet life, but also go out, do things in a city, travel, see the world. We,
0: we come from a pretty small town, and we knew that our career goals Might take us away from that small town, which we were okay with. But at some point, we both knew that, like, when we go and build our dream home or something like that, we wanted it to be in a more like little secluded area, maybe some more land. But we both like new experiences. So travel was a big thing for us. Like, eventually, we want to get to the point where we can travel to quite a few places together. And I think. That overall life goal was kind of what spurred our career change, especially for Jacob. So he was working as an engineer and kind of decided that he could not see himself doing that for 30 years.
1: Right. I I had a good job. I enjoyed the people I worked with, but I, I had two weeks of vacation and I was at the office from 7.30 till 4.30 every day. And so I didn't have large chunks of time where I could spend doing my hobbies, trying new experiences, going out with Lindsay, uh, or traveling. So I really took a step back and said, is this going to get better, or is this something that I'm going to have to deal with if I stay in this job?
0: And is this, is this job fulfilling me to the point that I want to be here five days a week, Spending my time doing it, like, is this fulfilling my life? And I don't think it was fulfilling your life in the way that you thought.
1: No, it was a fine job. I, I it paid didn't the hate bills, it, and I didn't hate what I did, but it, I wasn't passionate about it. I didn't, I wasn't excited to go to work, and so if I'm not excited to go to work, if I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, and it doesn't give me the tools to live the lifestyle I wanted to live, then I needed to look at other options.
0: Right. So that's why we ended up moving. And now he's in school to be a pilot.
1: So being a pilot was always something that I looked at and I was like, you know, that would be really cool. But, you know, that's something you see in movies. No one, no normal people actually become pilots. Like it's a it's a movie star thing like oh yeah I want to be an actor or something like that
0: it was kind of like you putting yourself in your own little box of like what you thought you could achieve
1: right I thought oh I'm just a normal person like I'm gonna have a normal job but then I thought about it more and I was like you know I could do it I could put in the work and make it happen
0: and if anyone knows me in real life, you know that my dad is a pilot, so I think Jacob getting to see somebody that he actually knows doing the job that he wanted to do made it a little bit more real, something more attainable.
1: Right, I looked at your dad and said, okay, I see what he did to become it. He didn't have anything spectacular in his childhood that made him
0: no, like, he had a loving family and a great home, but they were, I would say, like, lower middle class to right. more on the low end of the spectrum. Right,
1: and I'm just saying, like, he wasn't, like, a spectacular, like, movie star type of person. Like, no, he, didn't he was have... a
0: normal American family.
1: Right. So I saw that, and I was like, you know what? I can do that, too. So I said, I said to Lindsay... When I came home from work one day and I was like, you know, I'm not really happy. I'm not going to be happy down the road in this career path. So I want to make a change. And Lindsay, surprisingly, I thought she was going to have some sort of resistance because she knows the type of work that has to go into becoming a pilot, having her dad go through it. I thought she was going to resist it at some point, but she responded with okay well if you're gonna do it let's do it now
0: yeah no once once I decide something I'm like 100% in on it like that night when we decided I was already looking up real estate agents because I knew the first step was going to be selling our house before we could move and it was and that doesn't mean that it was an easy decision it wasn't like we knew we were gonna have to take out another large loan so I don't know if you know this but to go to the school that he's going to you have to take out almost $100,000 in student loans. It's a very, very daunting decision. Right. But again, with that whole fitting in with your life plans, I know that eventually, the salary and the time off that is a possibility in the future for pilots would fit more with the type of lifestyle that Jacob and I wanted, especially the time off. And I knew, well, first of all, he would get to travel for his job. So that's already ticking a box right there. Yep. And then kind of how their schedules work as you get more senior into the career is that you can get larger chunks of time off in a row.
1: Right. The The downside is that when you're at work, you're away from home. You're not going to be home for four days at a time. But the upside is when you come home, you have four days off that right. you get... 24 hours a day, those four days you fill however you want.
0: Right. And probably in the future, you know, those time off could be filled with either travel or spending, you know, quality time with our future kids or outside projects. I think Jacob and I are both people who will pick up outside projects and decide like, oh, I want to try doing this. I want to try something new. So, Honestly, it was the hardest and easiest decision that we ever made was to move and change your career.
1: Yeah, I always knew from that point that really helped me in our relationship see that, you know, the stuff we said about being on each other's team, it wasn't just words. Like, Lindsay, really went to bat for me and helped me get through that decision and make the progress I wanted to make in my career.
0: I think it was a good decision for our whole entire family. And, you know, in your life, if you aren't the type of person who wants to travel or wants to have an irregular schedule, that's completely fine. If you want to have that normal nine to five, you know what you're going to be doing every day. You like the security of it. You like living where you've always lived. You don't want to move. You want to be close to family. I think all that's great. I think that's fine. You just need to find somebody who also wants those things in life because you don't want to become bitter at your significant other. You really don't want that feeling. You have to remember that you love that person. And yes, you're going to have to make sacrifices, but you shouldn't be sacrificing everything you've ever wanted for somebody else, which is why you should pick somebody to love that wants similar things as you.
1: Right. If Lindsay was someone that really needed someone to be there for them every night of the week, obviously a husband that's a pilot that's going to be gone for days at a time, that's not right for her. And she needs to seriously consider that before making any decisions to move towards marriage.
0: Right. And which is why I think it's really important to always be honest and open when talking with your husband or your wife, because again, going back to the first value value we said was that we don't want to get divorced. So if we don't want to get divorced, we need to be going into our marriage with open eyes and into our marriage with the understanding of we're both trying to get to the same place in the end. How we get there might differ as we go, as we've already talked about. It might change. Things will change. That's life. But if we want the same end destination, we can work through those changes together. And then, the last thing to talk about on today's podcast might be the biggest... I don't know. Do you think it's the biggest thing? It is
1: definitely the biggest thing in marriage. It's children.
0: Yes. You have to discuss with whoever you're dating, do you want kids? How many kids do you want? How do you want to raise your kids? What do you think is important? There are so many people that I've talked to that have been with somebody for years and they don't want to broach the subject because it seems too, I don't know if it seems too scary or too personal or they don't think it's important. I really don't know why.
1: I don't know. And I, th- I think maybe they're afraid that if their significant other does not feel the same way that they do about kids then they they know in the back of their mind that it might not work because of that right right so they don't want to bring it up they don't want to bring the end of their relationship
0: it could be scary if you know that you want kids but the other person doesn't or vice versa because it's it's not gonna work your relationship is not gonna work if you guys are not on the same page with this it has to be something that you discuss before you get engaged Like if you're engaged and you have not discussed it, do not walk that down the aisle until you do.
1: More than just discussing it, make sure that you agree before I think even before you get engaged. Like don't expect to be able to convince your significant other, once you're married, to come to your side. Like if they don't want to. Right. You don't you don't want to like be fighting about that sort of thing.
0: No, you shouldn't want to convince somebody that they want to be a parent like I think being a parent is one of the highest callings you can do in life it's one of the most important jobs but if you don't want to be a parent then you shouldn't be a parent
1: and don't I would say don't try and save a relationship with that don't say you know I do really love this person so even though I've always said I don't want kids and I really don't I'll have kids just for yeah. them because that's how divorced parents happen. That's how that's how things end badly.
0: Right. And again, this can all have wiggle room. Things change. When we first started talking about it, I was dead set on I want two kids. And then the more we talked about it, I was like, "Oh, maybe I could see myself having three or four kids." And now that we're not really sure when exactly we're going to have kids because our timeline got pushed back a little bit, um, I'm back to maybe it's two or three kids. Like, As long as both people are on the same page, you can be flexible. But the problem comes in is if you have somebody who says, I want no kids ever, and the other person says, I want five kids. My whole dream in life is to be a mom or is to be a dad. Okay, that's not going to work. But if you have two people who are like, yes, I want kids. We'll work on the timeline as we go, and maybe two or three kids. Like, you can work through that.
1: Right. The smaller details I think you should be flexible on, because when we were getting married, we said three or four kids or something, and we'd start having kids when we were like 25 or 26. Which, I think would, we would, said. Be now, Which would be we right now, and we do not have kids. <laughs> and the reason for that is our career change, everything changing in our lives, we together understand that, you know, we could survive with kids right now, but is that going to limit our careers? Is it going to limit what we want out of our life if we have kids right now? And we agreed that, you know, let's push it back a couple years and maybe we'll have two to three instead of three to four, just because... We're looking at our overall big picture, what do we want out of life.
0: And how we want to raise our kids and what we want to be able to do with our kids. I think by the time I go to have kids, this isn't like a for sure, but when I go to have kids, it would be awesome if I could do something part-time or, you know, do the podcast and have the kids to see them more.
1: Right. Be able to work from home or just To stay with them more.
0: And in our current situation, that's just not possible. That's not going to happen. So we made the decision that, okay, let's wait a few more years, see how it goes. Maybe it will be possible in a few years. And then if it's not possible, if I have to keep my full-time job, okay, that's fine. We still want kids, whether I can stay home or not. So at that point, we'll have kids and... You know, we'll either send them to daycare or get a nanny or whatever. That's completely fine. And if you're the type of person out there who wants to be a working mom because your career is really important to you, I think that's great. Um, I know my sister envisions herself working and having kids, and I think that's awesome. I just had envisioned something a little different for myself. But if it doesn't happen, it's not the end of the world. We'll work through it. We'll have kids anyways. Um, But that's kind of just rolling with the punches and knowing that plans may have to change, but I can recognize that if I wanna at least attempt to make my goals in life happen, I have to realize that having kids right now really isn't in our best interest. And along with how you raise your kids, I also think it's important to recognize religion. I think that's a big one. So whether you're extremely religious or you're not religious at all, or you have different religions, I think you need to talk with your significant other and make sure you're on the same page of how you want to teach your kids as they grow up.
1: Right. You don't want conflicting uh, conflicting viewpoints being taught to the kids. Like, you want to...
0: From our perspective, you don't want right. conflicting viewpoints. If you're the person who says... No, I don't want to tell my kids something specific. I want to give them all the options. Like that's also your position, though. That is the position that you don't want to give them something specific. So you right. need to be on the same page for that as well.
1: Yeah, you just have to know what are you specifically going to raise your kids?
0: Right. So like for us, we know that we wanted to be the same religion. We wanted to teach them the same things and that's why it works for us because we're both on the same page. If you are somebody who doesn't believe in God and wants to teach them that, you need to marry somebody like that. Or if you're somebody who doesn't believe in God but is fine with their kids believing in God, okay, that's different. Or if you're two people who are kind of in the middle and aren't quite sure but and want to teach your kids that way, you just have to make sure you're on the same page because in the end it's your kids, it's your decision. You just need to agree upon it to make the marriage work.
1: Yeah, you don't want your kids in the middle of an ongoing argument between mother and father.
0: No. So if it's going to be an argument, that would be a big thing to consider before getting married. Like a really, really big thing. I think all the things we talked about in today's podcast are really like big picture ideas when going into marriage. Like there's more day-to-day stuff that we can discuss in later podcasts of how to navigate day-to-day marriage. But these are just the ideas of what you want to think about before you get into marriage, to make sure that you're making the best decision you can make. And if you have a happy marriage and you have a successful marriage, it's going to allow you and your significant other to each individually live up to their potential, and you as a couple, and your kids in the future. And I think that's really important. You want somebody with you it's going to give you that strong foundation but also give you room to grow
1: right and be willing to grow with you
0: exactly thank you guys for listening to another episode of potentially i really hope you liked it if you did please subscribe rate review on either apple podcasts or spotify or wherever you're listening and i'll see you next week bye